dog. I get so carried away with this evolutionary stuff that, um, I kind of missed my point on, um, the ancestors and immortality section of a uh, segment four. And that was just pretty much to show that, you know, we just, that's just our, um, our way of doing things is that we want to be immortal and we want to, you know, keep in contact with the ancestors and what, <coughs> what they set, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> what they set up for us in order to be, you know, evolving and, you know, kind of like catch up with them in a way. But anyways, so that's why I was talking about all that, the evolution and, um, um, you know, trying to be immor immortal, you know, and I don't know of any Navajo that's really into immortality because there's a Navajo teaching that says we are not supposed to live more than beyond a hundred years, but there was a, a Navajo guy who this one, uh, medicine man from another tribe from a Pueblo tribe was telling me and my brother one time that, uh, this Navajo guy, he wanted to live for a long time. And so that, uh, Pueblo guy, he gave a, he did a small prayer for this guy. Cause obviously the man was older. He was like in his nineties or something. And he hadn't heard back from that guy in a long time. And then one day the family came back with this real old man and they were, he was looking at him. I was like, man, this dude kind of looks familiar. And he's like, have we met before? He's like, yeah, yeah. You did that ceremony for me where you extended my life. Now I'm 115 years old. It's like, oh shit, man. That was crazy. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump on to subject number five. Um, sorry for all this, but it was just punky wonky. Kept, you know, I didn't want her to scratch my legs. So she kept kind of jumping on my lap and stuff like that. And, um, so for segment four, episode 14, um, evolutionary future of humans. Um, this one is evolutionary future. Just kind of pretty simple. Uh, and this segment is about the possibilities of how we are improving ourselves with robotic body parts in order to be physically ready for our next stage of our existence. And going back to what I was saying about, uh, segment number four, immortality, um, you know, well, we got two ways, the way I see it as humankind, when we lose a limb, we can either just sit there and kind of try find, to find other ways to keep ourselves living and evolving uh, to, you know, just to see what else is beyond uh, if we were to give up, you know, on, on that area, that section, what what's beyond that. Or we can um, work on, you know, technological, technological advances where we can have robotic arms and robotic hands and robotic body parts. And who better than the aliens themselves, the Belaganas, to really research a lot of this stuff? And hell, who knows? They might have been abducted and then, you know, or some kind of laser gun was pointed at their head and gave them that information. But there are advancements in technology that... Um, some people with missing limbs, they're, they're starting to function without them. Uh, and mostly the one that really trips me out are the hands and the arms because they're, you know, you know, the persons like, uh, the war veterans, the one that, you know, lost their limb to an explosion or a gunshot or whatever. And they're able to pick things up with a robotic hand. And I remember watching this one episode of ancient aliens one time where, um, there was a bodysuit. Uh, there was two types of bodysuits. One was made for the military. It was made, and this uh, soldier was kind of doing a demonstration in some kind of like warehouse place. And 
he was lifting up heavy boxes and it kind of looked like those exoskeletons from um alien movies where, where Ripley gets inside that yellow, the big yellow, like robotic structure. And she fights the alien with that. Anyways, that was aliens, aliens, the, the sequel, I think it was. And then, um, then the other one is, um, there was like a more of a non-military, but it was more for like a paraplegics, quadriplegic, uh, people where in order for them to not get bed sores and, you know, to not develop any diseases from the lack of body movement, they, they were putting this um, suit and they were moving around because it was I don't know, somehow it was connected to their head, their brain. So that was kind of like, um, it was very interesting, man. I was like, damn, that's what the tribe needs to invest in. Not, you know, not these stupid, um, uh, not the stupid shit they come up with on the tribe, but um, so that, that whole thing is not so much reaching immortality, but it's just kind of like showing how we're able to adapt and try something new. And that's why, that's why I'm saying, you know, the coronavirus, it really shouldn't be scaring us Navajo folk. And, um, <clears throat> the creation stories, uh, tell us that parts of our brains that make us human was, uh, activated and our DNA was altered. So, the creation stories, um, is mostly, mostly the Christian side. Cause that's like the more well-known thing, but there was a, there was a way for us to kind of evolve and become more, more, more modernized, I would say. And that there is no way that, um, uh, according to some of these uh, geneticists, researchers, and stuff like that, there's no way that humankind could just evolve on its own like that. And that brought me back to the thought of, um, whoa, excuse me, to the um, this one ancient alien episode that um, me, myself, Navajo Pedro, and his brother we were watching, and it was it was talking about the voice box that we have. And I did bring this up. I think it was in season two, but of the podcast, it was talking, I was talking about how, um, if we were naturally evolved and, you know, this voice box that these researchers were talking about, if we were naturally evolved, how come the animals didn't evolve? You know, they, you know, like sharks, how come they didn't get like a, um, a different set of eyes or like hands or web feet or, um, hair growing on their body, you know? And then, you know, when people were saying, oh, well, we're like when mainstream scientists say, oh, we, you know, we're just, um, we naturally evolved from primates and monkeys. And it's like, well, if that's the case, how come they don't talk? You know, they're just, they're, there's just guttural sounds that they make and high screeching sounds, um, from these primates. So it really doesn't make any sense that, um, you know, we were naturally evolved we were biologically engineered to be where we are now. Now that's where, um, I was watching this ancient aliens episode one time where they're talking about, you know, the DNA and the chromosomes and a lot of that stuff wasn't made for us. I mean, it, we, there was no way we could have evolved. And that's why those, those two dudes I was talking about, Gary Nolan and, um, Francis Crick were saying that, you know, the evolution of mankind, it, it takes, well, that, uh, Gary Nolan said 
600,000 years, and he traced it back nine, 9 billion years back of when the chromosomes actually started splitting up and how they came to be, or uh, the DNA actually, or something like that. <laughs> I already just got myself confused. And then the Francis Crick, he's like, yeah, man, you know, there's, there's no, no way in hell that, you know, with the time, the amount of time we've been on earth, you know, there was no way for us to naturally evolve like that. So the only thing that can really, that really looks alien, that really doesn't have a place in our world nowadays are octopus because of the way they are and the, the structure. And I would say octopus and jellyfish, you know, it's like, you know, what are their, what are their reasons for being here? You know, they don't really contribute too much, you know? So I was like, okay, well, that's just the way it is. That's how they were made. And they're the aliens on this planet, you know? So then, um, that, uh, like I said, the creation story is just basically talking about um, how we came to be. And there's researchers that say that our our humanness was activated and, you know, that our DNA was altered. And, and I'm talking about the voice box, you know, and it's like that is a natural evolution because um, when – I mean, not natural evolution. What the hell am I saying? Biologically engineered evolution because – there was probably a, an alien race that either no longer exists or it probably still exists, or it's probably evolved since the time they started. But whoever made humans the way we are nowadays, not, not nowadays, but just whoever made humans basically was tampering with a lot of, um, the ways that we could be evolved and, and like I said, just about the cryptoids, you know, they, there must be some kind of breeding going on, you know, that there has to be a breeding going on. Uh, they just can't be made out of thin air. You know, um, if that is the case, then someone needs to really do some research more on a uh, cryptoid, uh, biology, <laughs> uh, cryptoid, uh, breeding rituals or whatever. And, um, with that being said, you know, they, there is no way for us to be the way we are now. And just like how we have our Navajo culture and tradition, um, nobody's really singing these songs anymore. Nobody's really doing their prayers anymore. Nobody's really doing the rituals anymore. Some people, I've heard some Navajos, uh, more than quite a few say, oh, I don't believe in that anymore. That's, uh, I'm a Christian now. Uh, I don't believe in that. And, and then you get some Navajos that, um, Sorry, my elbow is itchy. <clears throat> Anyways, you get some Navajos that they start combining all these religions. They combine Christianity with peyote with traditional ways. And one of the examples I have is back in Twajle, one of my um, uncles. He's a very great artist, man. He is just like top notch, you know, a supreme artist. He's very, he's very good at how he does the, his artwork, but. Um, what he, what he started doing was he would like draw a peyote drum with a teepee in the background with Jesus in the background. And then with, uh, like a yebiche in the clouds and it's like, uh, Hey man, I, you know, it's kind of blasphemous. You're doing this, but, um, you, you know, I figure if anything, you're a grown man, you should know better than to not draw stuff like that. But, you know, maybe, 
I don't know, maybe you're onto something new, something evolutionary, something that's like ahead of your time and my time. But, but the way I saw it, you know, it wasn't really something that it, it just it became more of a joke, basically. It's like, what is Jesus doing in a peyote meeting? And then when you actually go to a peyote meeting, you know, the Navajos in there, they're sitting there praying and, um, they'll, they'll say Jesus and, um, they'll say, um, savior Christ and all this stuff. They'll say it in English too. So that to me was really confusing as a kid. Cause I was like, okay, all right. Well, I thought that was just for Christians or the church people, you know, at the time I was thinking, and then more recently, um, the traditional medicine men that have the ability to, um, you know, diagnose you and heal you, the healers, they also say Jesus' name or they, they make a reference to the Bible. And um, um, in, in English, he would say God too, you know? So I was like, oh man, this is really, this is really trippy, man. It, it is kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of comical to mash up all these, um, different religions and then try to say, oh yeah, well, I believe in God. And it's like, well, that's great. That's fine. But I don't know if you should really combine all that. Cause then you're just, you could be confusing yourself is basically what I look at. And I'm like, but you know, freedom of, you know, believing what you want to believe is really up to everybody. That's their own preference. Uh, all I'm saying is it's just weird to me. It's comical. And what's comical will offend somebody. They'll be like, oh, Native Ravager, you know, oh, you think you're better than everybody else because just because you're laughing at these three uh, religions combined together, you know, you're going to hell. It's like, well, how do you know? You know, and it's like, oh, that's because uh, I believe in God. And it's like, well, then wouldn't God forgive me for, you know, thinking the way I think? If I'm created in his image, then wouldn't he forgive me? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. And it's like, there, there's really never going to be, uh, you know, like a solid answer, but I just would rather prefer to look at our evolutionary process, our history, our genetics, and kind of see where we're going, what we've done, where we've been, and just kind of uh, seeing all that. And which basically, like I've said before, that, you know, children are the extensions of our ourselves. So as far as... Um, Navajos being like, um, you know, just kind of looking at the way they, they raise kids, you know, that could be definitely a start right there, but let's go ahead and, uh, end that subject. And then we'll, um, go ahead and jump on to the last segment of the night. This is genetic engineering of, of homo sapiens. <laughs> 